You are now listening to the Flurry Podcast, hosted by Marquise Rawls. Jose Pujols returned to the ring, displaying his improvements against Mike Lespierre. And improve he did. The fight started like most fights. Pierre was working on the jab. He was trying to figure out timing for counters. And no one was really getting pushed back at all. That changed in round two when Pedraza used footwork and jittery hand movements confusing Pierre every second. Pedraza created a hose in Pierre's defense and later beat in every chance he got, unlike I've seen from him before. And while he stuck to his comfort style, he looked stronger, sharper, more comfortable, faster, and quicker than I remember. Or has my memory gone stale? The opposition was lesser, but I still didn't expect him to win in this fashion. Pierre, turtle shell enough for a good portion of the fight, didn't know what to do in the ring. Can you blame him? Pedraza fought elite boxers such as Lomachenko and Javante Davis, if you consider him elite. He's learned from those losses and up the ante on his overall performance. Pierre hasn't been in the ring with such talent before. He hasn't been able to comprehend another level of boxing past his own. He was supposed to lose this belt. Can this win set up another title shot for Pedraza? Of course. Being a former two-time world champion, he is a good name to have on the resume. Currently, Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez both have two of the four championship belts. Can he beat them? That's the ultimate question. Josh Taylor is strong, fast, and a physical boxer. In his recent fight against Progre, he struggled on his back foot and didn't fare well mid-range. Pedraza showed he can punch from all angles coming right at you. If he can manage to move Taylor back while maintaining distance, he may have a chance at changing the waist of those belts. Jose Ramirez is rough and rugged who loves using volume as much as a hairstylist back in the day. Combined with body punching and power, he's definitely scary. But with all the scariness comes the holes in his defense. If Pedraza can weather the level 5 tycoon storm of Ramirez while landing his own combinations, he can get the win down the stretch. Another bout in the Las Vegas bubble was between Maloney versus Leonardo Bays. Having watched his twin brother lose in the previous card, Maloney had a new feel to his fire that heightened his strength and mental fortitude. Bays couldn't establish a stable offense with Maloney countering everything, setting up his own power shots with jabs, and dragging Bays into deep waters into the corner has seen enough. And it wasn't too difficult neither, with Bays leaning forward, poking his head out, making it an easier target. He lacked head movement, and air muffs do only so much in that stance. It was a great win for Maloney as he continues to make his mark in the bantamweight division. Maybe time for him to face some tougher opposition like the monster himself, or secure a rematch with Emmanuel Rodriguez, the man responsible for his only loss. This last topic isn't about a boxing event or even a boxing match. It's the conspiracy on Tyson Fury having spiked his gloves during the Wilder rematch. Surprised we're still talking about this? I am. I love Deontay Wilder as a boxer. He's my second favorite boxer without a question. And I was upset when he lost and really hope he can win the trilogy by knockout. But over everything, I am a fan of boxing first. And being a fan of the sport mandates putting my biased feelings aside and adding sense and humility. It is difficult to spike one's gloves nowadays with the opponent's trainer having to sit and watch you the entire time you wrap your hands. Plus, for a championship fight of that magnitude, there's extra precaution to keep everything tip-top. Without clear evidence, like Cotto had against Margarito, we cannot conclude Fairy has done so. 
and screaming into the media every week or putting out statements on social media is it isn't evidence that holds up in the court of law. He did not do it. I repeat, he did not do it. Before I close, I must point out an error I made in my previous episode. In part two of episode 15, I stated that Luke Campbell had beat Carl Frampton. I was mistaken. Josh Warrenson was the boxer I was thinking of who defeated Carl Frampton, not Luke Campbell. I got my Europeans mixed up for a bit there, but I got it correct now. You were just listening to the Floyd Podcast hosted by Marquise Rawls. Stay tuned for the next episode or go back and listen to the previous episodes if you haven't done so. Part 2 of the Floyd Podcast hosted by Marquise Rawls will start right about now. The first topic I'm going to be talking about in this part 2 is uh, Deontay Wilder and the conspiracy that he has this newfound self-doubt about himself. Which I don't know if it's true or not, but I think there's a couple people that's a part of his team, some people that's around him. Who have been coming out and saying that Deontay Wilder has this new self-doubt about him. Which is understandable because throughout his professional career, there hasn't been anyone who could really take his power until he fought Tyson Fury. There hasn't been someone he wasn't able to beat until Tyson Fury. So it's understandable. A lot of great people have had self-doubt. Now, it's not about having a shortcoming. It's not about failing to achieve a goal or failing to complete the mission. It's about how you come back. It's about how you overcome it and how you get back to the top, how you get back to the glory of living up to the Browns bomber. I don't like how his team is trying to rectify the situation of Wilder having self-doubt and that's why I think they keep coming out and saying that Tyson Fury cheated I think that they never seen Deontay Wilder have really self-doubt before Wilder has always been saying speak it believe it achieve it he says he's meditating he speaks positivity that's the type of guy that he's always been that's the type of guy that he is. And that's the type of guy that the people around him are used to seeing. So when that's gone now, and it's now a different story that he's unsure if he could beat Tyson Fury, you got to try to get him back to his old glory, his old positive self, his his old ways of of thinking that got him to the top. And that's why I think that they're trying to push this narrative that Tyson Fury cheated. Because if you could if you could convince Wilder that oh Tyson Ferry didn't beat you by just pure skill and talent, he beat you because he cheated. That could sort of negate the self doubt. Because self doubt comes when someone beats you and they're better than you and you start doubting yourself. You doubting, hey, maybe I'm not smarter than that guy, maybe I'm not stronger or faster or or maybe I I just can't beat that guy. But if you have people who could convince you, oh, you are smarter and stronger and faster than that guy, he had to cheat. He had to spike his gloves to beat you. 
that's a terrible tactic to get away self-doubt. Because when you do that, you aren't hindering, you, you are hindering Wilder's growth. Instead of just accepting the fact that Wilder, you got your ass handed to you in that second fight. You really did. Fairy came and put the beats on you. Got you out of there. I thought you was going to do it to him, but he did it to you. And now he's supposed to use this time to get better. You got to use this time to improve your game in any way that you can. Is there a way that you can increase your punching speed or your punching power? Is there a way you can increase your your footwork or your ability to move around the ring? Can you learn how to use better spacing in the ring? Can you learn how to use your jab more effectively? Those are the type of things that you should be doing. Those are the type of things that should come to mind when you lose a boxing fight. How can I get better? And... To me, it just doesn't look like that's their mindset. I don't know if it really is because I'm not with Wilder. I'm not speaking to him. I'm not in his team. I'm just going off what people are saying in the media. I'm just going off what is being portrayed to me as a fan of boxing. I'm just going off what is being shown. And that's what I see. And it needs to change. Because if it doesn't change, that trilogy... It's going to be a repeat of the second fight. And I don't want it to be. And I damn sure know Wilder doesn't want that neither. So he's going to have to change something and just get it done. The next topic is Alex Saucedo. He had a fight recently. Pretty good fight. He did win. And they're saying that this is his new style of fighting. Which, it is a new style of fighting for him. It's different than how he was previously fighting a couple years ago. But it's sort it's sort of a battle between um how he used to fight because the way he used to fight is how he was taught to fight since he was younger. And there's sort of a habit of him fighting that way and it's hard to break habit. And you can see some of the old habits coming out, but I think he did a pretty pretty good job of uh sticking to the game plan of using these new techniques to get the win, but you sort of can't judge him, or at least I can't judge or rate his new style and his improvements because the person that he fought wasn't really fighting back that much. And this is a perfect example as you're only as good as the opposition that you beat in front of you. The guy that he was fighting for the first half of the fight, he wasn't really fighting back much. He wasn't game. Second half in the fight, you know, he started picking up a little bit more. But the first half, he, it's almost like he stood there and just took it. He took those punches. He took being walked down. And even second half of the fight, he took those punches. He didn't really change much. He didn't really pose a real threat or seem to show that he had, he had a chance of winning in the first place. So in order for me to see and judge if Saucedo actually got better, he needs to fight someone that's just as good as him, if not a little bit better. Or someone who can actually pose a threat to him. Because this guy that he fought, he's a good fighter. I'm not saying that he's whack or trash, but he just wasn't on the level of Saucedo to begin with. 
he wasn't on his level to begin with for me to say that the improvements that Saucedo made is working in his favor because he would have beat this guy as the old Saucedo. Next topic is Ryan Garcia accepting the fight against Luke Campbell. I'm excited for it. I like Luke Campbell. I like Ryan Garcia. And I'm happy that he actually took the fight. I wasn't sure if Ryan Garcia was going to take the fight. Not saying that he's ducking, dodging, or dipping any boxer. But remember, like a month ago, he turned down a fight because he wasn't getting paid enough money. I thought this would have been that same situation. Because more likely than not, it's going to be in the bubble. And, you know, in the bubble, there's no fans, so they're making less money, so they're going to pay their boxers a little less money. So, you got to take less money. So, that's why I thought Ryan Garcia was going to turn it down. But maybe somehow, some way, talk rate, they found a way to get Ryan Garcia his chicken, get him that bread, get him that butter. Maybe they found a way. Or maybe Ryan Garcia decided, you know, I'll take a little pay cut. For the sport of boxing. For the fans. I don't want to wait a year to see any boxer fired again. And I know it's rough in the bubble. People taking pay cuts. But I don't want to wait a year to see any of the fighters that I like fight again. But how will Ryan Garcia versus Luke Campbell play out? Well, I think Ryan Garcia is going to win. And it may not be too obvious because Luke Campbell, he is a really good boxer. And he's a good fighter. And he's tough. But Ryan Garcia, there's just something about him that if you're not a special boxer, I will have my money on Ryan Garcia. Like Lomachenko is a special boxer. So if Ryan Garcia fought him, I'll have my money on Lomachenko. Shakur Stevenson is a special boxer. So if Ryan Garcia fought him, I'll have my money on Shakur Stevenson. But for almost anybody else... I got my money on Ryan Garcia. He's strong, lightning fast, and he just he just works well at the mid-range. When he's in that mid-range, he's just so comfortable there, and he knows how to get that perfect distance where he can hit you and still be able to come out, then just come back in and hit you again. And I would like to think that's due to him being on Team Canelo and Canelo sparring with him training with him showing him some new things basically taking him under his wing and showing him a lot and that is the benefit of being under a world-class fighter you can see the benefits of being under world-class fighters that a lot of these young talents have like ryan garcia under canelo shakur stevenson and devin haney under floyd mayweather shakur stevenson he's also under terence crawford a lot of these box, a lot of these young boxers, they are under some great fighters. And you can really see it. And you know what also makes it better? A lot of them are in the same division and they will eventually fight each other. That's what makes it more exciting. They're all gonna eventually fight each other. And no disrespect to Luke Campbell, because like I said before, he's a good fighter. But you're more like a stepping stone for Ryan Garcia right now. You are. Because Ryan Garcia has to get past you. He has to prove to the world that he's worthy enough for these huge big fights by getting past you. 
Teofimo Lopez, he beat Richard Comey. He already proved that he's ready for these big fights. That's why he got a big fight. Shakur Stevenson, people are saying he's ready for a big fight. Devin Haney, people are saying he's ready for a big fight. People aren't really saying Ryan Garcia is ready for a big fight because they don't think he's proven himself yet. But against Luke Campbell, he will prove himself. Ryan Garcia, I'm rooting for you to beat Luke Campbell. All those little girls on social media who be screaming your name, they're rooting for you to, to beat Luke Campbell. So just go in there and beat Luke Campbell. Even if you don't beat Luke Campbell and Ryan Garcia doesn't win, it's not the end of him. It shouldn't be the end of him. He shouldn't just disappear if he loses. He should come back better and stronger because Luke Campbell's a good fighter. And if you lose, you can always come back from it. You were just listening to the Flurry Podcast hosted by Marquise Ross. Stay tuned for the next episode or go back and listen to the previous episodes if you haven't done so.